You are listening to Checkered Past and Present, hosted by Jonathan Booth and Brett Lofton. This podcast is about the history and the present day of NASCAR. Now for your host, Jonathan and Brett, take it away. Welcome back to the show, guys. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. We had some issues throughout the fall with work and different things that kept us, but we're back for the start of the season, and we're going to try to be here each and every week to the best of our abilities to give you guys our opinions on what has happened the previous weekend. But to start it off with Brett, we need to go back and touch on Phoenix and Ryan Blaney claiming his first cup since we wasn't a Available to do that. Yeah, isn't it wonderful? Uh, Ford goes two for two in the next gen era so far. Um, as Mickey Mouse as the format is, um, Ford's still two for two. So that's wonderful. Um, also, was happy that uh, we 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 had our champion not win the race. I thought that was real neat. Um, Ross Chastain went in there at Phoenix and. Um, yeah, our, our champion not winning. So, but yeah, I was happy to see Ford go back-to-back, man, even though they had been very subpar if we were in the old-school points format. Um, beyond that, you know, Kyle Larson still ran strong, your guy. Um, our championship four was probably what a lot of people expected and probably didn't expect, right? Christopher Bell came on strong again at the end of the year. Byron was up and down, it seemed like, in the back half of the year, but still won six races overall. Um, so, yeah, I think that – Moving into this year, man, you got some uh, extremely interesting storylines to build on from last year, especially the way that the standings kind of ended up playing out. Yep, no doubt. And just to touch on it, the only surprise to me really was Blaney just because of how bad they were through the whole year. Because Bale proved the previous season he could get hot and win when it mattered. So he showed it was possible. But if you look at the two seasons, Blaney in 23 and Magano in 22, almost identical. Not a factor. The playoffs get here and they step up their game and go all the way through and win it. And uh, But, yeah, looking into this year, we've had the clash already. I think me and you are kind of on the same page. I may be putting words in your mouth. Not a huge fan of the track. It's a cool event as far as pr- trying to get new eyes on the sport. But as a race fan, it's definitely not my favorite event. And Denny Hamlin was able to win that race. and Who I know that you love. Oh, uh, yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a really good driver. But, you know, get rid- I'm glad that his dad got on to him after he threw the whole I beat your favorite driver out again. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rather redundant. Which, speaking of that, there's something else we could dive into. I know people, everybody just about agreed about the class. It was bad. We're going to move it next year. Dale Jr. said as much. Jeff Gluck, all your major faces in the sport have pretty much reiterated that's their last time going to the Clash. You bring up Denny Hamlin, you bring up his dad. The Netflix deal that they've done, talk about growing the sport, right? The, the, the five-part deal, um, they try to make Bubba and Denny kind of like the frontline stars in the first few episodes, and then they transition to the major role players in the playoffs, I felt like in the final two episodes. Um it was rather interesting. Did you, have you been able to watch it? Yes, I did watch it, and I loved it. And watching his daddy made me dislike Denny just a little bit less. And I don't know what it is. I kind of halfway want to see him build a – I want to see a video 
one day. I hope it ain't at Larson's expense, but I would love to see the video of him busting open that cigar that Jordan gave him. Yeah, that'd be neat. <laughs> that would be neat. I, you know, I, I, uh, you know, and I've told you this before. I don't think I've said on the podcast yet, but I like Denny Hamlin. As many people who don't like him, I like him. And I used to dislike him. I used to – and he'll probably do something this year, and we'll probably get on the horn, and we'll get on this podcast, and I'll be like, Denny Hamlin may be mad Sunday. But I think you need guys like Denny Hamlin in the sport. And I love his outspokenness. I love his innovation for the sport. I think he's one of those guys you hear people say all the time, we don't have characters in the sport anymore. We don't have guys you can dislike. Well, Denny Hamlin is that guy. He wins. He's a guy that people like and dislike because he's such a polarizing figure. And um, he's what Kyle Busch used to be because Kyle Busch has kind of simmered down a lot. Um, so I, I love Denny Hamlin. I think he's great for the sport. Now, I'm not telling you I'm going to be out here wearing Mavis tires or FedEx stuff anytime soon. But as a, as a NASCAR fan, I love him for the sport. Well, and, you know, I need to say that, too. I do respect what he's done for sport. And my main issue with Denny, I had a big issue with Denny. It just so happened last year in the Wounds Fresh, he, you can say two different times, he calls Larson chance to win, and the fan in you makes you dislike somebody for a amount of time. Right. It's the same thing as Ross Chastain. I love his story, struggling to get there. But then he messed with my boy last year, so I'm not, eh. In a couple of years, I'll get over it like I did with Brad when him and Jeff got into it a long time ago. But, uh. And one thing about Denny, though, won the next week. He had it with the other ACA, won the next week. Missed a race with his eye. Had something in his eye at Auto Club several years ago, won the next week. And then he has his shoulder surgery where everybody's saying he ain't going to be able to hold on to the car and wins the clash. at probably the hardest track with the shoulder injury. I don't know what it is. Right. It's like he steps up when he's hurt. I just – that's one thing I do respect about him. He's tough inside that race car. You bring up Ross, man. I I have really had a great respect growing for Ross Chastain. Um, and I actually have a theory that maybe we'll share after our race picks here for the 500. But uh, I have a great respect of growing for Ross Chastain. Really a lot of it because of that. That Netflix thing, man. I, I uh, And because he puts Noah Gregson in the mouth. But, you know, <laughs> beyond that um, – I'm a really big fan of Ross now. And like I said, man, I, there's not too many guys I dislike in this field. I, I think, you know, we hear our dads, we hear our granddads, and we hear other people talk about how, you know, NASCAR used to be in a golden age and how it's not in the golden age anymore. I don't think you can ever pinpoint a time in the sport where you could say we've had 40 more likable drivers or 40 more talented and deserving stock car drivers. If you go through the field for the 500 on Sunday – I think you could say 36 to 37 of those guys that will be in the field are undoubtedly 36 or 37 of the top 40 stock car drivers in the world. And I think we're in such a golden age for talent and for just likable guys, man, great with the fans. And I just think it's such a, such a great time for the sport. I agree with you too. And this is something else we can touch on. There's a lot of them in the lower series coming. There's a couple of these guys Oh yeah, that, need to show up this year and make a difference. And I, Harrison Burton's one of them. I know you're a big yep. fan of the 21 car, but Harrison's got to improve. And I know his daddy works at Penske. Austin Centric has got to improve because eventually it, it's just like Danica Patrick. Yeah, for three or four years, just her name brought in. But eventually, who you are fades away, and you got to have results. Eventually that well, happens. 
when you got a guy like uh, Austin Hill waiting in the wings and Corey Heim waiting in the wings, Chandler Smith, Sammy Smith, just to name a few guys, and you got guys like Cedric taking up a seat, Dylan taking up a seat, Harrison Burton taking up a seat. Uh, I mean, there's a list of guys right now, a few lists of guys you could go down. That's why I kind of give that 36 to 37 range because there's about three to four guys that are rather undeserving to be in the Cup Series. I mean, Daniel Hemrick in a Cup ride this year, great guy. Yeah. I knew he won Xfinity Series championship. This is the only win ever in the Xfinity Series. And you're telling me he deserves to be in a full-time seat this year? Like, it's just it's laughable when you look at some of the other talent that you have. But it's also good. I know we disagree about him, but we agree about this. It's good to see a guy like Zane Smith getting his opportunity this year. It's good to see a guy like Carson Hosovar getting his opportunity this year, Josh Berry as well. So you're starting to get some of that younger talent up into the threshold. But, yeah, like you said, there's there's a lot more waiting right now and, and, and going to be coming here soon. And, you know, if people want to throw Ryan Priest in that group too, I think Ryan's a great driver. And I'm scared unless something changes. Hopefully this new nose for the Mustang, this new model they're running, helps them. But he's been Ryan Priest has been a victim of Stuart Haas going down. 100%. And I hope Josh Berry doesn't fall into that too because he worked so long and hard to get this chance. I want to see him be competitive. But Stuart Haas is in a year – as a team, they as a team need to show something this year. But, Brett, the team that I'm most excited to see what they do this year is the Legacy Motor Uh-oh. Club since they have went to Toyota. Because I, they're going to be – if everything, what they're saying lines up, they're going to basically have the same backing and help that Furniture Row had, Row had with Truex. So that team should make a big step forward, in my opinion. And if they do, Eric Jones could be a threat to win a several races this year, in my opinion. I'm excited to see what they do. Well, I think, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think that you have the right guy in the seat in the 43 car. I think you proved that in the back half of the year last year. Um, I know people may look and say, well, he didn't win a race. He ran up front in a car that maybe other guys might could run top 20 in it. So, um, he is going to thrive this year, I think. Well, John Hunter Nemechek, we'll see. We'll see. This is his second opportunity in the cup ride. We'll see. Yeah, John Hunter, I think, will show flashes. But, you know, his previous time in the Cup Series, he was running towards the back. And you've heard other drivers that have gotten chances to move up into a higher-tier ride. It takes you half a season to get used to racing the way they do up front because it's a different style of racing. You know, And so we'll see. I think John Hunter has the talent. But as far as a specific driver, I want to see if we can have one year in the Cup Series before they at least let him get to his second year before Carson Hosovar calls his purity habit because we could be looking at if he's competitive having basically two Ross Chastain's in the top 10 if somehow he got up there he's he could be cause some interesting he's going to run up front this year and I he is so going too. to make Corey LaJoy look very bad he made him look bad last year at WWT when he got in his car and LaJoy was in the 9 car and Carson was running top 15 until he blew a brake rotor or whatever it was mm-hmm. so I think we're going to see a similar thing. I want to revisit one thing, though. You mentioned SHR. You missing, mentioned uh, Legacy, obviously moving manufacturers this year. End of Ford's contract with SHR at the end of 2024, I personally think that team is going to dis- dissipate, whether it is Dale Jr. is going to buy some charters or 
Tony's going to get out of it as a whole, and they're going to go back to Chevrolet, right? Or two charters stay with Ford, and two charters go to Chevrolet and Dell Jr. Boston. But here's what I'm here to tell you, Mr. Jonathan Booth. Here is what I am here to tell you on Valentine's Day 2024 at the time of this recording. And this is my one big prediction, and I haven't got to tell it to anybody yet, but I've been simmering on this for quite some time. Yeah, I don't have a prediction for who's going to win a championship. I'm sure we'll do that um, before we pick the 500 or after, whenever. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we got other predictions of the year, whatever. My one big prediction for you, Trackhouse will be driving with that black Mustang on the front of their vehicles in 2025. Because it will be a domino effect from SHR leaving forward. Well, if the first part of your scenario is correct and Stuart Haas leaves, I think Ford would be dumb not to try to get Trackhouse because you know Trackhouse wants to be the top domino for a manufacturer. They wouldn't be the top one at Ford. They'd be second underneath Penske at that juncture. Maybe third, but with RFK. Yeah, I keep forgetting that RFK is on this bounce back. Brad has earned so much respect from me, speaking of that. But, uh, you know, that would be really good for Trackhouse probably to wind up with Ford. Because, because Chevrolet, they're probably – they're behind Hendrick, obviously. They're behind Childress. And if Junior comes in, in your scenario, and buys Stewart and they go back to Chevrolet, they're automatically going to be behind them. And I just don't think they have the equipment right now. Like you're saying, the other Chevrolet team, too. I think that Ross Chastain is just that good of a race car driver. Um, and I think that he is – they talked about Joey being – when we love, we know I love Joey. Joey's my all-time favorite race car driver. They talked about Joey in that Netflix documentary being a guy you can build a team around for many years, and Pitsky has. Ross Chastain's that guy. Ross Chastain has that kind of talent. And why I think Trackhouse has been able to do what they've done and if they could get over there and put a blue oval on that thing, I know they have not putting blue ovals on the car this year, but, you know, put a blue oval on it, basically. I believe Ford giving them the proper backing that I quite frankly don't think Chevrolet is. I think that uh, I think that could do wonders. But I also think that if Junior came and is able to get Gregson and Josh Berry in Chevrolet's and in top equipment in the Cup Series, and, again, we haven't been able to see what they're going to do this year. But you just have to think – it's it's going to be much the same, right? Especially mm-hmm. losing Kevin Harvick, who's been your guy for the last decade. Um, I think th- that's going to be a win-win for everybody. And that's that's my one big prediction. I know we didn't have that planned in the notes here, but that's my one big prediction. Um, and I know silly season well, – the season hasn't even started, much less no. silly season. But well, that's, that's my prediction. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction right now. You brought up Trackhouse and Ross Chastain, how good of a driver he is. He's clearly showing how much better of a driver he is than Suarez. Mm-hmm. Suarez will be gone after this year. Uh-oh. So who's going to replace him? Well, you know, technically that third fire car is an affiliation with Trackhouse. There you go. I see where you're so going here. That, or depending on how good SVG does in the Xfinity Series this year. I'm so excited about that, by the way. See him run full-time? Yeah, and he'd probably be a guaranteed playoff driver. But – I don't, we say that, and we would have said that about A.J. Allmendinger this past year, too, and it didn't happen. That's why you have to race the races, as they say. It's going to be so much fun to see SVG, Sammy Smith, and uh, Sam Mayer. And I don't really like Sam, but to see those three go out on road courses this year is going to be a lot of fun. 
Oh, him and AJ, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, AJ too. How can I forget about AJ? Those four, because Sam Mayer can wheel one around a road course. I mean, he oh, won no like two or three road courses last year. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun to watch in Xfinity Series this year. Oh, for sure. It'll make the road course races even better. AJ is definitely going to have more competition than he did when he was doing one before. Right. But uh, anyway, do you want to move towards Speed Weeks? We are recording this now about 30 minutes before qualifying for the 500 start. Hey, we're getting you knocked out. You can't say our, our picks are influenced by a qualifying because qualifying has not yet happened at the time of this recording. But so, real quick, does Bowman break tie the dates on the 500 record tonight? No. No. You think it no. finally ends? I think a four gets pulled tonight. I think I've said it in the last three years, too. So, odds are in your favor, Alex Bowman, Hendrick, and well, Chevrolet fans. Well, yeah. man, we don't know. Y'all got Ford and Toyota both have new front ends. The Chevrolet, That's one thing that I am that I skipped about this year and I'm into. We don't know. Chevrolet may be behind this year. To start the, the year. Other two. Yeah. But, but Hendrick always figures it out. I hope they do this year, too. Which we all, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I'm a five-star guy, but. Hey, I'm but, trying uh, to be an objective guy, but we all know uh, Hendrick well, is not my favorite team. Yeah, I think we both try to be as objective as we can because you've heard me talk a lot worse about Denny Hamlin than <laughs> I talk about him on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just gave him a hug about five minutes ago. That was uh, very nice of you. <laughs> but uh, well, I, like I said, I appreciate everything he does for the sport as a fan because we want the sport to grow, and it's heading right. in a decent direction. We want to keep going that way. But anyway, going into the 500, you got some guys. You got Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Busch. Those are the two big ones. Truex that are getting later in their careers that have yet to win the biggest race of the season. They're all champions. That's a storyline to look into. But, Brett, this is something I want to ask you. Are we going to have a champion? Uh-oh. win the 500 or in Stenhouse's case, it was his third win. Guys that you don't expect winning. Hey, Jonathan, you cut out that uh, – let, let's start that segment over. You cut out when you would ask me a question there. Uh, well, this is my question, Brett. Are we going to continue this streak we've been on of first-time winners or drivers that you don't expect to win in Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Austin Sendrick, or are we going to have a perennial championship contender or possibly a past champion that hasn't won this race, get it done this week. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? I think Daytona's just so unpredictable. Um, I mean, you really feel like it's Denny Hamlin and a random guy <laughs> right? yeah. versus the field um, going into the 500 every year. Uh, for me, though, I got my picks, man. Um, it, it's pretty easy for me. Uh, you know, I, I'm back and forth on Toyota. The other two I have pretty well locked down, though. Um, we'll start out. We'll start out with Toyota. I, going back and forth between two guys, um, it, it's between Bubba and Ty Gibbs. They've just both been so strong on speedways, and Ty hadn't really been reflective of that because he's gotten in some big ones, but he's ran top five, top ten last year at all the super speedway tracks. But Bubba, man, Bubba's just Bubba knows how to be up front at the end, and eventually. He's going to be up front at a 500 with a chance to win it, and I think this could be the year of that. And Chevrolet, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to that one because that's my pick to win it. So oh. I'm going to pick a bow tie to win the 500. So keep that in mind. Ford, it's always tough for me um, because 
Ford has been so strong with Super Speedways with Ryan Blaney, with Joey. Chris Buescher won the last time we were at Daytona last year. But, you know, I think it's going to be a guy that's going to be really determined. It's a six-car and Brad. Brad hadn't won in a while, dude. And when you hadn't won in a while and you've also never won a 500, I think that he's going to have that much more motivation come, come Sunday, if not Monday. Hopefully, God forbid, the rain rains it out. My pick to win the 500, though. I had this feeling about Joey going in that Phoenix race in 2022. When you hear, when I heard Joey talk to the media that whole week, and when Joey, when you seen him at pre-race, he had that determined, you know, feeling like as a Joey fan, there was no doubt in my mind he was going to win the championship that year. I've never felt that about the Georgia Bulldogs, about the Braves, about anybody else I've ever pulled for in a championship setting that I was that confident. I knew Joey Logano was going to win that race, and I knew he was going to win the championship. Um, even Ty Gibbs that year, we know how much I like Ty. I wasn't so sure that Noah Gregson wasn't going to outdrive him at Phoenix that year. I knew Joey Logano was not going to get beat. I knew that. I can pinpoint maybe four or five races where I felt like that, whether it be my favorite driver or not. And this is another time where I feel like that, and it's Kyle Busch. As much as he's posted on social media, as much as he's talked, as much as we've seen the 20th year in trying stuff, just like Dale Sr. went through when he drove for Mr. Richard Childress. I think, Kyle, I, I have a profound confidence, and you can't have this when you go to plate tracks. It just does not exist for fans, for drivers alike. But I, I'm going to be extremely shocked if that eight car is not a victory lane on Sunday. I really am. I, I think he's the guy to beat right now because he's so determined because he's done everything you could have done on, a, in a, on an oval track in a stock car or otherwise, really. I mean, he, he's had a very great dirt career as well. I think this is the one thing he hasn't done, and he's so hungry to get it, and I think it happened Sunday. Well, last year he just didn't win the Daytona 508. Right. So, I mean, that's how close he was. And he won Talladega. That's definitely not a bad pick at all, in my opinion. But uh, I'm going to give you my Toyota pick. I like the Bubba pick, and I like Ty. Ty, to me, I think that's what's going to hurt him. I think he's got all the potential in order to be in position. But most of the time, before you win one of these plate races, you lose one first, and you learn from it. And he has been in that position in the Cup Series in the last two laps battling for the win. So I'm thinking if he's there, he might make just an inexperienced mistake. You know, that's it. But I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. For the Toyota. That's pretty obvious, it, dude. I, I gave that one to you. It's just hard not to pick him. But Bubba will be right there. He's in contention every year. Should have very easily could have won Talladega last year if he wouldn't have threw a bad block. But mm -hmm. uh, moving on to Chevrolet, I'm going to shock everybody. I'm not picking him. Uh, Chevrolet is not my pick to win the race. But out of the Chevrolet drivers, I'm going to go with Cobb. I just, I just hope my guy finishes. I mean, Super Speedways ain't his thing. Uh, if you expect me to pick Larson. My winner, and I picked him almost every week, it seemed like I said, this is going to be the week. And I'm not a Ford guy, not a Kozlowski guy, so I don't know why I keep doing this. But Brad Kozlowski finally wins the Daytona 500. He's also, just like Kyle Busch, he has won everything you can series. He's won every crown jewel, just like Kyle Busch has, except for the 500. He has won Daytona dual races. He's won the shootout. He's won Talladega six times. He's won the July race at Daytona. His career even closer resembles Earnhardt as far as what he's done actually at Daytona 
more than Kyle's does. And he, like you said, he has not won since 2021 at Talladega, his last year with Penske. And I was there to see that race in person. But uh, my pick to win the 500 is Brad Keselowski in a long winless streak and to finally win the 500. Man, I hope you're right. I I hope one of us is right. And I never thought I would say that about Kyle Busch. I just think it'd be so neat to be 26 years later, you know, you got another guy driving for Richard Childress. It's just be cool as a race fan for Kyle Busch to win that race on Sunday. But it'd be cool as an RFK and a Ford guy to see Brad in his winning streak and win the 500 too. So, to be fair, this is one of those races where – as a NASCAR fan, it has so much. I, I don't think last year I was quite able to absorb how much history it had going into it. I don't know why. But, like, this and, year, man, I've been watching and reading so much stuff. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped about this year's 500 really more than I have been in years past. Well, it just seems like the offseason is taking forever to me. Yeah. And it's just, and the clash, still, even though it ain't at Daytona, it gives you that little urge of wanting more. And it just gets you really psyched up. But uh, is there uh, anything else looking toward the season that you want to talk about? Uh, my championship four and, and my, my my prediction for uh, for the championships this year. Um, I, I got a, I got a pretty interesting four, but you know, we just want to go ahead and have it on file. Uh, I'm gonna go Larson. I think he's gonna make it for another year. Denny Hamlin. I think he makes it. It's an even-numbered year, so, you know, we got to put Joey in it. And I think the 54 yeah. car, I think Ty Gibbs is going to make it there. Um, but just like I said earlier, Hendrick's going to make halfway adjustments. I think that halfway adjustment is going to lead to a five-car winning his second championship. Kyle Larson is your 2024 champion. Well, you know I like that aspect. Um, I think right now until you prove, unless it's just some bad luck, you got to put Larson in, and that's just not – I'm not being just a fanboy, but you're looking at a driver that even last year he won five races. That was a down year compared to what it very easily could have been if you look right. at seven or eight different races. I mean, and that's just being honest. Now, I don't – I think to start the year off, they may be a little behind. But – uh so I'm going to put him in there. I'm going to put – me and my brother was actually talking about this the other day. It's an even year every year since the new playoff format, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, Logano's there. I don't know why he can't do it in odd number of years, but anyway. Well, Mount uh, Kenseth was wise 2015, so. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you for one last <laughs> Jeff Gordon. But anyway, and sorry, but, uh Them two. I think Bale makes it for the third straight year. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And then four, I'm going way, way, way out on in here. I just – something about that six car, man, I'm telling you, I just feel it. I, I, I did this last year. I just feel like he is about to erupt and it's coming. Chris Buescher stole the show and nothing against him, but you know Brad – there's been three, no, four wins there since he's been with that team. And he hasn't been one of them yet. You know that's eating at him. As happy as he was for Chris to win them races, you know that's eating at him. And he'll be there. And I'm going to say Christopher Bale, the third year in a row, in his third consecutive season, he 
gets over the Blues and wins the championship. I think we both got good picks. I can't wait to review these in November. Well, so. You see, I, I personally hope I'm wrong about the championship, <laughs> but I just feel like any – even Larson himself says that Bale is one of the best drivers out there. If he can get there and not have no bad luck, he's going to be in contention. It's never good luck to pick your favorite driver. I found mm-hmm. that out. I think I picked Joey about six or seven straight podcasts in a row last year, and he didn't make it out of the first round. So it's yeah. not good to pick your favorite driver. That's why I didn't no, pick him not. for Sunday out of the gate. So. No, it ain't. Well, Brett, I guess we'll uh, meet back next week. We'll discuss all the craziness from Daytona. And we'll have a little bit longer episode next week. Maybe we can go in-depth about some more stuff we're interested in. And uh, unless there's anything else you want to add, Brett, I guess we'll see you next week. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, boys. See you all next week.